This is The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Listen to The Business of Life on demand by subscribing and downloading it wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode... People never talk to me about music on the street anymore, Arlene. They come up to me and they talk to me about their parents. Our parents are all at that age and we're dealing with we're dealing with it for the first time ourselves and we're dealing with it as more as younger versions of what our parents were at our age all coming up with jan arden and arlene dickinson okay arlene i'm just going to start things off uh with something very odd to me anyway the asmr stuff uh just spoke to one of our producers caitlin and she says, oh, my God, have you seen the ASMR stuff where you, like, you on the Internet, you can go onto the, like, YouTube or whatever and watch, like, people folding tea towels? And that's how I go to sleep. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? What is ASMR? So, Am I late to the party? So, yes, you are. Okay. So, Jan, what you have to do is you whisper. Yeah. You whisper when you do ASMR. And then you... you this is kind of turning me on. Talk. <laughs> that's just weird. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Is it getting hot in See, here? No, you're supposed to. Shh, shh, okay. shh. So what you do is you whisper, and then you like have sounds that you do like with her. It's like with food, like eating honeycombs, or crunching cereal, or sipping coffee, or stirring water. Okay, and the. We're doing this because if you've just joined it, us, it puts there's nothing wrong with your radio. It puts people to sleep. Okay. All it, right. It puts well, what's with to the sleep. folding? But folding tea towels doesn't make noise, does it? No, you don't watch them folding tea towels. You, they whisper to you, and then they make noises with like things, whether it's um, chewing or stirring. And or, when did you get into this? Okay. Well, I I got into it because. Um, the the, uh, the the fellow who runs our social and PR uh, area mm-hmm. came to me and said, um, I want to do an ASMR video with you. And I, first of all, I thought, well, I'm going to fire you for saying that because I don't know what the heck that is. <laughs> it doesn't Sweetheart, sound appropriate. Nobody, nobody sees me without pants on. <laughs> so I said, I said, okay, so what's an ASMR video? And he explained to me that it's these videos where there's this audio sensory um and I actually don't want to remember what the MR is something something mm. response or something, and and someone in the booth. What can is you please M? What find is the M? ASMR for us, please? I'm going to say audio, audio sensory meridian response. Audio sensory meridian. So response. Um, audio sensory. You see, he told me and I already forgot. Um, so audio sensory meridian, meridian response. response. And he said people will um, li- like. Honestly, Jen, they get millions and millions of views on YouTube of people just literally whispering into the mic and then, you know, doing something that makes a noise that's consistent. So whether it's tapping your fingers on something or chewing something, or stir- car keys, whatever it is, tea. yeah, stirring tea, and and apparently it helps people relax and it gives them a tingling sensation. So you know how sometimes great music will make you, it'll yeah. like like put the hairs on your arm up on. On, yeah. Right, it's like that. So it apparently people get really. Um, it makes them feel good. It makes them feel relaxed. It, it gives them a little bit of a tingle of excitement, and and to some people it puts them to sleep. 
Well, in, in a, so in I a, did it, and we've got like something like like thirty thousand views or something. Of so what video. what are you doing on the video? Are you reading something? No, they they okay. literally okay. So they said, Arlene, like just because people down. might want to check it out. So is it on? YouTube? It's on my um, IGTV and on YouTube. Okay. No, it's on IGTV, my okay. IGTV, Instagram TV, and it's on um, Twitter and it's on Facebook on my accounts. Arlene okay. Dickinson for those yeah. of you who want to sponsor us. Yeah. Um, and we're getting a lot of views for those of you who want to sponsor. It's like, I think this is worth sponsoring. So anyhow, so I, they said, sit down. So I sit down at a table yeah. and they've got all the stuff. And I, they don't tell me what I'm going to do. So they just say, okay, whisper and we're going to hand you some product and, you know, do it. You, you know, just open it and taste it and do everything. So I took some pasta at one point and raw pasta and poured sauce over top of it. And it had a crunchy sound. <laughs> it was just disgusting. Anyhow, it was fun. It was interesting. It just sounds. I, well, don't you remember how the, the ritual of your parents, your mom and your dad reading to you? So Putting I, you to sleep, yeah. But I feel like that practice, which I'm sure millions and millions of households still do, like pick a book, we're going to have one book, and then that's it, then you're going to go to sleep. But that whole idea of, you know, we're on a wheel all day, Arlene. Yeah. There's like so much stuff going on. And like everybody else that I know, you included... We lie in bed, and then there's those brilliant hours between, like, 2 and 4.30 where you're thinking the most abstract, nonsensical, ridiculous things that you cannot control, you cannot change, and we're on this wheel. I mean, you always have 100 balls in the air anyway. So I would imagine that this infiltrates that path where those 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 idiotic thoughts go and interrupts yeah. it. Yeah, so, you know, so interesting you say that because I, I remember those days, like, you just what made me think back to, you know, being in bed and you'd wake up at two. And that, some of my best problem solving happened when I would wake up in the middle of the night, right? And then I would start thinking about whatever was going on at work or in my life. And I would either, and I would think it through and then I would, I would try to decide what I was going to do the next day about it or how I was going to manage it or so. I had some good solutions or or sometimes I just made it even worse because I overthought it, whatever. Yep. But I was thinking about it. And now today you wake up and what's the first thing you do? You reach for your phone or your personal device or something, your, you know, your iPad or whatever. You watch a movie, you listen to, you know, watch Graham Norton. That's one of my things. I watch Graham Norton shows because they make he's me funny. laugh. He's so, he's funny as hell. So I watch him or now I have found... Uh, sorry, I'm, ma- I'm losing my point, but I'm going to make my You're point. You're going to come around to it. I, I know it. I so, trust you. <laughs> you we want don't. Don't trust me. Don't. don't that's misplaced. I will. I already <laughs> forgot what I was going to say. Um, so you, you <laughs> literally have forgotten what I was going to say. So you watch those things. And so you don't give your mind a chance to explore itself because you're busy being entertained or distracted. Now, having said that. Because um, I, I don't, I, I find that that's a problem. I don't solve as many problems anymore as I used to solve when I because woke up. Because of the cellular because, device. Yeah, because of the cellular, what, what you say you shouldn't even have in your bedroom. But I don't have a man in my bedroom, so I might as well have a personal <laughs> device of some sort in my bedroom. <laughs> you, you know okay. what I mean. Um, Sponsors. And, <laughs> where <laughs> are you? And, and so that's a problem. But I found this uh, relaxation app. That's called Relax Melodies, I think it's called. And it it plays music. 
and chimes and wind and water. You can pick whatever you want. See, I would just want to pee. No, but there's this awesome part of it that has, it's called a sleep, there's a sleep app to it, a sleep portion to it, and it basically has this really soothing voice that talks you through and says, okay, let's Let's breathe. Let's, you know, relax. It, it does all those things. And I would have like kind of poo-pooed that at some point in my life years ago, but now it actually works. So I think I've been doing, back to ASMR, I've been doing a version See, of it. She came around. I did come around. <laughs> took me 20 minutes. Um, I, I have been doing a version of it with this this relaxation app that I use that actually I listen to Calm. It's, it's the same thing. It's uh, it's a call, right? it's called Calm and same thing. Getting back to the whole story thing, it is there's Matthew McConaughey, there's there's some celebrity people, but then there's just a lot of people that have these interesting interesting voices, some with English accents, yes. some with Australian accents. I know Joanna Lumley's done a story about um going to Nepal and uh, going on search of these elephants in this this uh, cool. game reserve and and the stories range from 12 minutes long to 42 minutes long and i have never i've been doing this for three quarters of a year probably heard the end of a story puts you to sleep so i and i it gets me yeah. off that wheel and i it's always say i'm going to listen the, the voices are soothing and i will say like as it's winding into the probably the last 10 minutes of the program I'm speculating here because I'm not sure, but I feel them slowing down. So they're being coached in their gait of, you know, it starts off quite peppy. We're going through the jungle and the elephants are there. Oh. <laughs> and we're going. I love those. <laughs> but but it's like, I don't even know what they're yeah. saying to me, the but, but you're right. And I mated. It's a beautiful <laughs> sight in the jungle today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. what That's the BBC's um, like planet. Uh, what was it? Uh, Beautiful Planet or what? No, what was Blue the, Planet was one of the shows. But there was another uh, earlier Life one. was... What was, was it? Uh, Planet Earth. Planet, Planet Earth. Earth was beautiful. Okay. Beautiful series. Okay, but what, what was the guy that used to paint? I think ASMR is more like that. Remember the guy that used to just sit and talk he as the he afro, painted? And he, he had the afro. That's right, he had the afro. Uh, somebody. Um, b- uh, Bob something. Bob... Bob Ross. Bob okay. Ross. Well, Bob Ross is doing a few of the comms. So it's is his he? it's his painting I he w- program. I he passed away. He's gone, but they're resurrecting his old programs. You don't see him painting, but it's him talking oh. about painting. Well, but, good morning, everybody. Today we're going to get our canvas out. We're going to draw a mountain. So I suggest everyone get your forest green. And mix that with a little <laughs> and, yellow. And, 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 he, and, he would, and he would mix it, but you would hear him mixing it. So I think yeah. that's what ASMR is. It's more than just the voice. It's also the um, other uh, other sounds that you can hear, like constant tapping. On a more pathetic level, can I just say that <laughs> I just drove our engineer as an crazy. alone person, as a person that's single. ASMR, I think, serves on a whole different level. Um, I'm going to try it. I've not, I've not tested it out, but tonight I'm going to, and I'll get back to you next week about it. But I'm, um, I'm going to try it. But I think being by yourself and living by yourself, hearing another human voice would be quite comforting. Jen, you're going to try ASMR, but let's, you know, move past that for a second here and, and tell me how you're doing. Like, you know, what what's going on with you since your mom has passed away? Yes. I know you've had, there was uh, the funeral, there was an outpouring of love. I mean, it was just absolutely uh, an amazing 
to me, you you brought Canada together in in your willingness to share your grief and to share kind of the whole experience that you went through. I was just I was proud of you. I was sad for you. I but I just it was just so many things that I felt you did by being so open about it. Tell me how you've been doing since the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's very odd. I, I'm not feeling at all like I thought I would. Um, there's still an incredible amount of guilt. I think that I'm carrying around, which was not expected because of, you know, as the first week went by, the second week, I started having feelings of feeling very liberated um, as, you know, caregiver for my both my parents. It's like an all-consuming thing. Yes, I had help, and my mom, the last 10 months of her life, was in uh, the memory care center. But, you know, you're up there visiting four or five times a week. You're getting more Depends. You're making sure there's toilet paper. You're doing the the, the scheduling. I mean, it's still a, f- a full-time endeavor looking after somebody. And when she went, it's so swift. Well, I had nothing to do. And I couldn't lay blame for any of my like my personal life or where I'm at, I couldn't, I knew that I can't, I can't use mom as an excuse anymore. Oh, I'm looking after my mom or I can't do that or I can't go there. So um, I have moments where I feel guilty for feeling happy. And I'm thinking, how can you even think that, Jan? Because your mom died and you're feeling like, I, I feel a relief, like, thank God I don't have to do this anymore. And it feels incredibly selfish. And then you kind of couple that in with sadness of, like I, when I think about not seeing her again, I'm just like, it's the strangest thing. I'm not going to see her again. Um, and I guess that's probably the most difficult part of death. We feel them around us. And, I, and I'm, I'm one of those people I really, my mom was such an indelible character, aren't we all? But I can hear her talking to me all the time. If I have a question, I can hear it in her voice because I knew her so well. But yeah, un- unexpected feelings. And I'm and here I am working. You know, I'm in Toronto with you and the world is going on. It's like folded over my mother like a like a wave, like a wave on a beach. And I'm like because I remember her, she existed, but other than that, it's just like the world keeps right on turning. That's actually, you know, what a what a wonderful way to say that because I remember I remember um, losing people that I loved, my father and, and, and other other very close friends. And the thing that always shocked me was the moment after it happened, being outside and seeing the world just carrying on. And I'm thinking, how can you carry on? This is Do you not know what just <laughs> happened? Like, do you yeah. not understand the enormity of my grief? And, and how can you be happy? And how can you just be worrying about catching that bus or doing whatever? And, and it, it always, every time it's happened, it hasn't happened a lot, but mm-hmm. it's happened a few times now. And as you get older, it's going to be, yeah. mom and dad were going to funerals, it seemed like every week from yeah. the time they hit 55. Well, for God's sakes, we've got another bloody funeral to go to. Yeah, everybody's so. dying on us. Um, <laughs> but but you talk about that feeling of relief, and I and and I get it, Jan. Like I get it because it does consume you and taking care of our parents. Um, 
you know, like I, my mother's still alive, and I, I've shared with you, mm-hmm. she's going through her own journey of, you know, aging and 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 really struggling, and her memory is is going, and she's she's she, you know, to me, it's almost like she's hallucinating sometimes. She says things that you, you oh, know, it's has, dementia. It is dementia, and and I I. It's every day I think about it. I talk to her every day. You know, I try to talk to her every day. I think mm-hmm. almost always I do. But um, some days, you know, when I'm traveling, it's harder to to get her. And sometimes oh, I can't, sometimes I can't get her because she doesn't hang the phone up properly. And because she hasn't hung the phone up properly, you can't get through to her when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and it's hard to get somebody to go down there to get her to oh, put the phone on. Oh, it's a rigmarole. It's a rigmarole. And, I, and so I've, I, anyway, I, all that to say... I, I can understand that you're feeling some relief, uh, and it's so. It's I don't think that's a well. Here, here's what really sinks me sometimes. You know, I was lying in bed about a week after she passed away, and I thought about the money that I wouldn't have to spend, and I was so mortified. Yeah, and I and I shook my head back and forth. I'm like, oh my god, mom, forgive me for even thinking that. And then I could hear my mom's voice, well, for God's sakes, I'm glad you don't have to spend that money. That was so much money. Now you can afford to get your tummy tuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, she's... <laughs> your, your mom would have said that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you do. You think about the money and... And And I was so appalled with myself. I don't even know what to tell you. And But it was. And, and I think my mom knew that... It, on some level, she knew that, you know, we blew through my parents' stuff really quickly. What do you mean? Their money. Oh, their money. You blew yeah, through to, their to money. Yeah, to look after, you know, a- anyone looking after a parent at home or trying to keep them at home knows that, and especially when you involve, like, care workers and stuff, uh, you know, it's it's $25, $30 an hour for someone to come in, even if they're an LPN, like a uh, not a, a registered nurse, but... But a caregiver with some kind of training. So, anyway, I so it's five thousand dollars a month, basically. No, it's it's about it. it, For me, it was it was just over two hundred thousand dollars a year to keep mom at home. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I say all the time how blessed I was, but I'm not Celine Dion. I took jobs I would probably normally not taken. I think you're better than Celine. Thank you, Arlene. I do. Um, And and I just I really struggled, and yeah, I laid in bed thinking, how am I going to make this work? Because you know, I had my own stuff and a mortgage and I have people that work for me and, you know, trying to keep it all together. And meanwhile, I mean, I would have sold my house if it had come to that. And I talked about that a few times. I've thought, well, I can just sell the house. And, you know, my mom could have lived another 10 years. And in the state that she was in, it would have been no kind of life. And I, I know I, I say this probably too much, but you you are an incredibly articulate you have a way with words you should write songs um you have, for a living but <laughs> jeremiah was a bullfrog oh i love that song <laughs> was a good friend i'm telling you i gotta, no, I I gotta lighten up with my songwriting that's where i'm going wrong all these years no i gotta no. do something pep my mom said do something peppier <laughs> <laughs> well, I anyway, you're very articulate with, um, and you're very, very willing to share, because I don't think a lot of people. I never pe- feel like I'm sharing. No, but that you, much. But, I, you, I, but you are. You're. 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 Here's what you're saying. Here's what you're doing that I that I think is um, very different from than what most people will do. First of all, you 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 talk about your grief 
a lot of people won't share their grief. They they keep it inside. They don't know how to talk about their grief. Um, you shared your mother's journey with us. You talked about the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the the struggles, um, and then and then now you're talking so honestly and and transparently about the the relief, the the guilt, the the you know happiness that you have felt and the grief that you've still felt and um, and that I think is is very encouraging to people because when you say it, I mean I think I'm a very I think I'm very outspoken as well and I think I share how I feel but I but when you say those things I want you to know that I I go through oh thinking about my mom why do I always cry when we're talking it's, it's all right you're <laughs> making me cry already um. Thinking, <sighs> thinking about her and thinking about how I feel right now. And you feel guilty all guilt, the time. It is. All the time. There's because it's never guilt. enough. It's never enough. And you're not doing enough. You're not. I mean, I think you did so much more than I, I think I'm capable of. That's not true. Every, but but there's, it's so specific, you know. People can't compare, like, what I did for my mom. Like, what you're doing for your mom is, is amazing. And, and I always tell people, just do the best you can. Yeah. And if it's the best you can do, then, then that's good. And everyone has different relationship with their, with their parents. You know, I, um, I don't... We're, we're at an age now where, yeah, people are... <laughs> they're, they're on the front lines now, our parents. And they are at an age where health suddenly goes sideways. Um, their mental capacity is diminished. You know, the banking and stuff. God, I just read this story yesterday. This this elderly man, he passed away like a few weeks ago, and his son discovered that he'd been wiring $50,000. Like I, I read that. Six, seven, eight, nine times. $700,000, he um, said. To yeah. someone, it was a scam, obviously, yeah. but it, it posed, posted this woman's picture and, and cajoled this old fellow into sending his life savings overseas to this woman who had promised him love. And so, you know, as I, I really thought about that young man and his family yesterday, you know, not only is he dealing with his father passing away, but now he's dealing with he, his obvious mental capacity was diminished and he was you know, wiring all this money in the bank, you know, wiring all this money said, well, it's not really our responsibility. And I'm like, well, it kind of is. You kind of should have phoned his son and said, your dad's here again, wiring another $50,000 this week. To Malaysia or wherever. Exactly. He's, and yeah. I, 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 but, but, but I do. So every family has these crazy stories of stuff that's going on and how they're dealing with their parents and and you know how they're 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 getting through everything. So I feel for people. I, I people never talk to me about music on the street anymore, Arlene. They come up to me and they talk to me about their parents. Yeah, yeah. Because and, it, you're right. We're all we're our parents are all at that age, and we're dealing with we're we're dealing with it for the first time ourselves and we're dealing with it as more as younger versions of what our parents were at our age right so you know um at at 60 i remember when i was 30 thinking 60 was old forever old okay oh not gosh. just old but oh my god are they have she has she planned her funeral di- <laughs> she's 60. people look different then too i think the we're just living longer now yeah. We're, we are literally, they say that, you know, 60 is the new 40. I believe it. Listen, I'm going to be 57 in a month. I have, I've not felt better. Happy birthday. And uh, yeah, you. thank you. And I expect gifts. I, I enjoy gnomes, so please send those along uh, to my P.O. box. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I feel better now than when I did when I was 30. 
I feel like you look I'm, well. You look amazing, <clears throat> and you post those pictures of you ten years ago or twenty years ago, and I it just blows me away how you have evolved. You you get better looking with age. I'm Jan. not drinking alcohol. I'm not kidding you. That is the 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 foundation of just feeling better. But I drank a lot. This is so people at home that are doing like a couple glasses of wine every week. God, don't worry. When you're doing a couple bottles a night, and then you're like, "Where's the Baileys?" As I tundle off to bed, you know, is tundle a word? Adam, can you look trundle, that up? Trundle, trundle, trundle. I like tundle because tundle to is me, not no. It's, it's trundle. It's I trundle. know it's trundle. <laughs> tundle. Tundle. Tundle something you do when you're tunneling and you're trundling. You're tundling. Thank you very much. It's going to be in the Urban Dictionary now. But yeah, and just just eating better. The Canada Food Guide, you know, just came out. And, you know, now the dairy people are up in arms. And But it's telling us more plant-based foods. And I know we, we kind of harp on this, but there's just so many things. Get moving. Mom would always say, and I've talked about my dad's lazy boy chair with his head that burrowed a hole in the back of it. But she'd always say, Daryl, you're going to, if you don't get moving, you're going to just die sitting right there. And uh, they, they say that's move. the only thing that you can do to to mitigate the odds you have of getting dementia or Alzheimer's. They're saying that um, exercise. The exercise, exercise, getting oxygen. I'm doing oxygen. Kegels as I sit here. <laughs> is that count I as wondered exercise? what that look on your face was. It was... <laughs> I was looking at you thinking, what is she doing over there? I'm going to need a different stool in here, quite frankly. Oddly satisfied in the corner. Like, what is, we are never getting a sponsor. We are never getting a sponsor. Were you just about to ask me what is a Kegel? No, I, well, okay. I was not. No, you were forming I know what words. a Kegel okay. is. I've had four children. Are All you right. kidding me? I, I invented the word Kegel. Like, <laughs> have, you cannot have four children you know and wonder if that's still operating down there without Kegels. Okay, because it's, it's like... Do you know when words sound like the thing that they are? Like Kegel. Kegel. It sounds like what it is that you do. Can I, you know, Adam is going a little bit red. What is the male equivalent to a Kegel? I don't think there is a male equivalent. Do you guys do something for your your lower extremities? No, they're all shaking their heads. To keep them taut? I think think they they do, but what they do is quite different than what we do to keep things taut. I can tell you. Can you get... We can't talk about this. No, I'm going to talk about this. Can I mean, women get vaginal reconstructive surgery... When they've had four children like you have, Arlene, you know, I'm sure there's little things that they can do. Is no, that what I've got to no, look forward to? I'm not saying, just follow me along they, here. Okay. I just, I really want to know this. And I think our listeners want to know this. So women can go in and they can get, you know, just like you get breast lifted. You can get your your lower parts made to look a little younger, blah, blah, blah. Like we all can picture they that. Can make- what do guys do? Can guys get, can you get your scrotum tightened? Like... I'm just asking. <laughs> uh, we are so... Uh, okay. This is the okay, last episode. Adam, <laughs> you are listening to the last episode of The Business no, of Life. No, we're not. Because we are never... If, I, I, I don't think you can... I don't think guys can get things tightened and tautened. Okay, I'm just asking the question. Um, I don't know. But... I don't know. I mean, there's male grooming. Do, do, do they make inquiries? Do they go to plastic surgeons and say, you know what, my things are... Not the way I want them to be. They're a little more wrinkly than they used to be. Oh, my word, Lord. You <laughs> always you? have to add these visuals that are just like... Well, I'm trying to understand where you're headed with this. I'm uh, not headed anywhere. I'm asking... A- okay, so, okay, a fair question. Women women, women do that. Okay, first of all, the, if anyone's going to sponsor us, it's going to be... Um, what are those uh, What are those mini pads? Uh, what are they called? Oscar Mayer wieners? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, oh. no, the the you know like the I can't remember the name of the maxi pads. Well, yeah, but they're yeah they're, panty liners. Yeah, panty liners. But what's the anyway the brand? I, I I'm we can't say brands always on here. always. Okay, we just got always. Yes, we can because we want you to sponsor us always because maybe that's we're at the age where we need to get sponsored by always. Can but, I just say something in my shoes yesterday on a television show? Sorry, I just kicked my mic stand. I had the shoes were a half a size too big for me. Here's a fashion here here we're going all over the place i um the nicole who you've worked with before my stylist cut a maxi pad in half and stuck them in my toes of my shoes so i'm out there on national tv and i'm thinking god if they only knew that i had maxi pads in my shoes and they could have been always okay jan so i am never going to be able to look at your feet the same way again because i'm always going to wonder what the hell you have stuffed (laughs) in the toes of your shoes all right i want to go back to kegels I'm yeah, like, no, I'm, because because okay, you know, like the reason men don't go get things lifted, I think, okay, is because when women do it, it's because they're constantly having to, like, you're you're constantly peeing, like you can't hold in. This is what but I. Men have the same issues. They have lots of bladder issues and having thinking they're having to pee, and then my dad. I don't want to like, you know, please keep driving. Don't drive into the ditch. But he had a hard time. Going to the bathroom. Yes. I was going to say, the so I think guy, men have a hard time guy. going to the bathroom. Yes. And women, because the floor of their uterus drops when mm-hmm. they get older, they are constantly having to pee, right? They're constantly, I think, so that's the difference. Because I don't see, I think, because I don't see any male products out there. Like you that, see mini is, pads and maxi pads and panty liners and depends. Well, okay, is that for men? Or you only ever see women advertised on that. You never, you never see a man advertised. Why is that? I think that's actually, now that's a little bit sexist. I hadn't thought about that. But men must need depends. Men must need Of boys. course they do. Why don't they ever show them in the ads? They only ever show the woman dancing freely and, and swirling around and happily. You because know. we are the confident sex. We no. can go out into the world feeling like a little bit of bladder leakage is nothing more than a sneeze on a cold winter day. That's why, Arlene, because we are stronger, we are smarter, and we are... <clears throat> I don't even know what I'm saying. And why am I talking like that? Um, well, no, advertising Advertising is very specific. You, Arlene Dickinson, are should be well-versed in the ways I of am. how things are marketed, how things are advertised. Uh, you know, why do they put cereal two feet off the ground? So those little munchkins, your little children, can look at all the boxes of Lucky Charms and all the crappy stuff that is right at eye level. I mean, I get advertising. I love checking out of winners because of the long winding line you have to go through with all the little stuff on the shelves. Really? You fall for that? I fall for it every time. What do you buy? Well, I leave with like coffee-flavored popcorn. I leave with like... Let's scratch and sniff. Wait, that expired five years yeah. ago. Like, it sorry. probably fell no, off a not... truck, you know, just outside of Hamilton. And Winners has got it on for forty nine cents. Winners, we what? We love you, Winners. You too can sponsor this show because we know you don't get stuff off trucks and stuff like that. I, I can't. So but I just who think of the sponsors, the Jan. Think of bought, the sponsors. I bought underpants last year. And a line was, at the yes, exit at a window. It was a roll of 24. They look like party crackers. <laughs> so these underpants were wrapped up in the little things. And I'm like, 
are those party crackers? And on a closer look, I'm like, no, that's a very clever advertising thing. They made it look like these are fun underpants and they're great. <laughs> and I thought, take them out. It's like a party in <laughs> yeah, your pants. That's right. It's like a party. So when in your I pants. got them home, they they could have fit on a tiny Barbie. They were just a little bit bigger than Barbie. They probably so were Barbie clothes. So I'm like, I can't even get a breast into these underpants. Never mind my butt. But anyway, uh, I never ended up wearing them. But yet they were cheap, and I kept thinking, well, they'll be right on the right person, but I still don't have any friends that are that size. Um, so if you know anybody that's between 60 and 80 pounds that needs a G-string, <laughs> maybe I'm looking at old, older people. But anyway, I do love those lineups, and you buy a lot of stuff. Lip glosses. See, I sparkly. don't. Don't I, you? I, well, no, I think it's mostly because... You're jaded? Okay, I, I go into stores. I embarrass the heck out of my kids. Like, every time I'll go into a store... This this goes back years and years now, where you'll go in and... Remember the old days, older days, like 10 years ago, they'd say, Hi, you want to... Oh, you want to buy this battery at Radio Shack? We'd like to know your name and your address. So that if you want to bring it back, we know who you are. And I go, I'm not giving you my name and my address. Like, I know... Like, I, I don't... You but don't everybody that does that sa- now. No, Can I get I, your I, phone I, number? I, absolutely I don't do, do it. I do not do it. I because, say no. But that's every marketer in the world would say, well, no, of course you should do because then we have your information so we can sell things to you later on. And I think people have given up their privacy way too much in this advertising marketing world. Like they don't realize you're giving people the opportunity to sell to you and you're not charging them for it. If you, It's fine if you want to give them the opportunity to sell to you, but charge them, say, you know what, if you want my name and number... <laughs> Pay me some money because you're going to send me advertising and I'm going to save you money on mass media because now you know who I am. So I think they should charge you for it. My road manager, Chris, said our phones are listening to us all the time. They are. Arlene, they are. Are we, are we going to go back to this again? You're the you, coming from the person who tapes over the camera on their <laughs> On their computers. Am I right? I don't know. Dude, okay, I don't either. Because I actually like to think somebody's watching you <laughs> out oh, there. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We are dipping down into <laughs> no, the I Lonely meant, Hearts I'm, Club no, once I meant, again. I did not mean watching like, I meant more like I'm never alone. You're never alone. Well, you're never alone because there's Jesus, Arlene. No, it's true. <laughs> Jesus and Lucky Charms. Between those two things, my life is full. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, listen, I all I'm saying I'm is that. I'm listening. I, I, I can't wait. No. Spit I, it out. I I like the long lines buying stuff. I like it. We we started off with Kegels and I don't think we really completed that thought properly. I don't do Kegels at this point. I don't know. You should do them. I mean, I, it's preventative. You need to do them now. <clears throat> you need to do them now because later when you need them most, you won't be able to Kegel. Okay. You won't just be able to key. I for, for, you won't for be able to do the Kegel. Out there, I, Arlene's going to tell you how to do a Kegel. <laughs> So All right, what? so close your eyes. Okay, I'm closing. I'm close your eyes. My eyes okay. are closed. All right, close your eyes. Yes. Um, think about, think about, <laughs> I don't think we can do this, yes. Dan. I, All right, so, this is like so a, there's muscles. Do you muscles. want to do it as ASMR? There's, mu- there's muscles. There, okay, there's muscles. Ooh, he's, no, he'll get no, mad. No, our, our producer will get mad. There's Maybe, muscles. There's muscles in between your legs. Okay. Right, in, right as you, I mean, think about how you, if you needed to pee and needed to hold it in. Yeah. You know how you pull up, con- pull up contract, okay, and let and go. hold it, and then let go, okay, and then do that again, and let go, okay, again, and let go, okay, and you just do that over and over and over again, and eventually you're building up the muscles in the wall of your, I guess your, is it vagina? Is it your uterus yeah, yeah. or 
Your vaginal walls. Your vaginal I would say. walls. And look at she's Jan's got her eyes closed and she's I'm doing she's, it. Okay. And well, you, but you don't have to lift yourself up off the seat every but, time you do it. But I'm I, so I can tell you're doing it. You I'm don't, so like, muscular. I'm not trying to lift myself you up. You are. You're every time you're doing it, you're rising <laughs> up three inches. So it's just it's just a little I tiny have a movement. Strong... You should be able to kegel anywhere. Don't scrunch your face okay. up when you're doing it oh either. My God. You should just be able to like it's a little tiny movement. You should be able to do it anywhere. You should be talking to. You could be talking to the prime minister, to the premier, to the to the queen, to anybody, and she won't. They so won't know you that you're keeping. What's going on? Are you having a really good time? <laughs> Listen, isn't you the weather amazing out there today? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a quiet Kegel. It's a quiet Kegel. So whenever you're having a conversation with me at Costco, ladies and gentlemen, I'm like, hey, is that you, Jan? Hi, how are you? <laughs> it's so <laughs> great to meet well, you. But if any time somebody meets you now, they're going to say she's Kegeling and she has a mini pad in the toe of her shoes. Jan Arden, folks. Do you, do you remember, this is going back a bit, in high school, we... Do you remember when shoulder pads were like all the rage? And oh, I mean, the 70s. big yes, shoulder pads. Yes, yeah. Well, Dynasty. my mom would get so mad at me because she had the big pads. Like my mom had the giant maxi pads in the top right hand drawer in her bedroom. I remember her showing me the period drawer and where stuff was. And back in the day, they didn't have the adhesive strips. They had those belts that you hook onto. The, it, they were just it was a nightmare of giant proportions. But anyways, getting back to the it wasn't that, we that would, long ago. We would cut these pads in half and put them in. The shoulder pads of our jean jackets, of like <laughs> shirts that we had. We had pinned in maxi pads on our shoulders. Ugh. I just, just just thought about that now. But you know, it's such a great memory. You just you just brought back a, a not so great memory because back when I first got my period, that was your option. Your option was the belt where you clipped on with those. Uh, you clipped on the pad yes. or, or tampons. Well, if you were a young girl, which you were, you had a choice. You were going to put something <laughs> in your body, or you were going to attach this. <laughs> that looked like you were on a saddle, basically. And that always slipped down and never never fit properly. No. Or so you were going to do that. And so, uh, like, that was not... Okay, that was... that was My m- friend Elise's mom said that tampons were for married people. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, was, she was Mormon, wasn't she? I don't know. But, I, you know, I was, like, 14, and I knew how babies were made and stuff, and I'm just like... How is that for married people? Like, I was always so perplexed you by that. Ins- well, my cousin Karen t- taught me how to use a tampon. Yeah. Like, she was on the other side. I was on summer holidays. We were at Woods Lake in British Columbia. And I'm just like, I'd never used a tampon before. I know there's women out there that are thinking about these stories because they, I mean, they give you the instructions in the box every time, right? But the you open the box. Horrified the the instructions are horrifying. I don't even know what cavities they're showing us on those instructions. I open them up and I think, this is a map of the Great Lakes. What is this? That looks like Hudson's Bay. And I don't mean the store, I mean the actual Hudson's Bay. So. You know, you're looking at this thing, you're opening it up, and I'm like, young, young girls wouldn't know where to put this if, if God, if they sent a person from the Tampax company. Like, ladies and gentlemen, it's the new age. It's the friggin' 2000s. Can we get better looking illustrations for a box of tampons? <laughs> And, and and on that note, Jan, our, is that no? It no, can't you, be. You, on that note, 
We 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 have to say <sighs> goodbye. Oh, I'm so so. Anyway, yeah, my cousin Karen. Ten seconds. She instructed me. Thank you, Karen. Wherever you are out there, thank you because you probably saved me from putting it in my urethra or God oh, knows God. where okay. else. All right, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. We love you. Until next week. <laughs> Talk to your friends. Talk to your friends. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Subscribe and download The Business of Life wherever you listen to podcasts.